there are some important points about the environment that I believe have not been said. I believe that Winston Churchill said them perhaps better than anyone in history in the context of World War II. I'm going to read from some of his most famous speeches in his words. Then I'm going to play the close of one of them. So I'll play a recording of him from June 4th, 1940. We shall never surrender. First, I'm going to say a few words about what I take away from his message that I believe are critical for us to get out regarding acting on the environment and stewardship and sustainability. So some of the points that he makes. It's bad. It's as bad as it has ever been. There is no escape from how bad it is. Your life is in peril. It is huge. Nations have been wiped off the map. The world is at stake. We are dying. We as individuals are dying. Many of us will die. We must act ourselves. You, me, everyone. We must put ourselves on the line. We can't delegate or pass this off. We can make it. To do so, we must join together. We've done it before. We are a great people. Still, we are humble. We are just an island. But we have a purpose. It's not just defense. I will give it to you straight. No lies. No dancing around the issues. I'm in it with you. Despite the depth of our misfortune, we have the means to make it our finest hour. We will. Those who give the most will feel the greatest reward. And you know what to do. Everything that you can. You help yourself by helping everyone. And before reading his words, here's some context that's easy to forget. Most of World War II, as we know it, has not happened yet. And they don't know what to expect. Do they expect more, less, or what compared to what we know historically? We don't know. He's 65 years old. He knows every person in the United Kingdom will listen to his speeches, as will probably nearly everyone who speaks English in the U.S., Canada, Australia, the Commonwealth. The king will listen to his words. Roosevelt, Stalin will, Hitler will, Mussolini will. Nearly everyone remembers World War I and the tens of millions of people lost then. England once held the largest empire ever. Now they were an island. The Axis powers had destroyed most of Europe. Who knew if help might come at all? From Australia, from the US, from India, or any place. Hitler was dominating with strategies, tactics, and equipment nobody knew how to defend against. And now some of his words. First, 13th of May, 1940, to the House of Commons. Churchill had just formed his government. This is his first speech in office. And an excerpt of what he says. This is, I'm not going to be able to say it in his voice. But these are his words. I would say to the House, as I said to those who have joined this government, I have nothing to offer but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. We have before us many, many long months of struggle and suffering. You ask, what is our policy? I can say, it is to wage war by sea, land, and air, with all our might and with all the strength that God can give us, to wage war against a monstrous tyranny never surpassed in the dark, lamentable catalog of human crime. This is our policy. You ask what is our aim? I can answer in one word. It is victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory, however long and hard the road may be. For without victory, there is no survival. A few weeks later, the 4th of June, 1940, again to the House of Commons. This is just after Dunkirk was evacuated, saving the lives of hundreds of thousands of men. However, it was an evacuation. The nation was full of euphoria, but again, this is not a victory. He says to the House of Commons, quote, Even though large tracts of Europe and many old and famous states have fallen, or may fall into the grip of the Gestapo and all the odious apparatus of Nazi rule, we shall not flag or fail. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and the oceans. 
We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. A few weeks later, 18th of June, 1940, again to the House of Commons. The Battle of Britain is upon them. They expect invasion any time. And he says this mainly to inspire the pilots of the Royal Air Force. Quote, the Battle of France is over. I expect that the Battle of Britain is about to begin. Upon this battle depends the survival of Christian civilization. Upon it depends our own British life and the long continuity of our institutions and our empire. The whole fury and might of the enemy must very soon be turned upon us. Hitler knows that he will have to break us in this island or lose the war. If we can stand up to him, all Europe may be free and the life of the world may move forward into broad sunlit uplands. But if we fail, then the whole world, including the United States, including all that we've known and cared for, will sink into the abyss of a dark age made more sinister and perhaps more protracted by the lights of perverted science. Let us therefore brace ourselves to our duties and so bear ourselves that if the British Empire and its Commonwealth last for a thousand years, men will say, this was their finest hour. Two days later, 20th of August, to the House of Commons, as the Battle of Britain climaxes, quote, the gratitude of every home in our island, in our empire, and indeed throughout the world, except in the abodes of the guilty, goes out to the British airmen who, undaunted by odds, unwearied in their constant challenge and mortal danger, are turning the tide of the world war by their prowess and by their devotion. Never in, the never in the field of human conflict was so much owed by so many to so few. I want to go back and reread the points that I said before reading his words. I said them before describing his view on, on the situation in, in England. But now I want to apply them. I'm going to read the same words applied to the environment. I think they all fit. It's bad. It's as bad as it's ever been. There's no escape. Your life is in peril. It's huge. Nations have been wiped off the map. The world is at stake. We are dying. Many of us will die. We must act ourselves. You, me, everyone. We must put ourselves on the line. We can't delegate or pass this off, but we can make it. We must join together. We have done it before. We are great people. We are humble. We are just an island. We have a purpose, not just defense. I will give it to you straight. No lies, no dancing around the issues. I'm in it with you. Despite the depth of our misfortune, we have the means to make it our finest hour. We will. Those who give the most will feel the greatest reward. You know what to do, everything you can. You help yourself by helping everyone. And now play an excerpt of We Shall Never Surrender. It's a roughly 10 or 12 minute speech. I'm just playing the last few minutes of it. Here's Churchill himself. But not blind us to the fact that what happened in France and Belgium 
It's a colossal military disaster. The French army has been weakened, the Belgian army has been lost, a large part of those fortified lines upon which so much faith has been reposed is gone. Many valuable mining districts and factories have passed into the enemy's possession. The whole of the channel ports are in hands, with all the tragic consequences that follow from that. And we must expect another blow to be struck almost immediately at us or at France. We are told, sir, that Herr Hitler has a plan for invading the British Isles. This has often been thought of before. When Napoleon laid Boulogne for a year with his flat bottom boats and his grand army, he was told by someone there are bitter weeds in England. There are certainly a great many more of them since the British Expeditionary Force returned. Sir, I have myself full confidence that if all do their duty, if nothing is neglected, and if the best arrangements are made, as they are being made, we shall prove ourselves once more able to defend our island home, to ride out the storm of war, and to outlive the menace of tyranny, if necessary for years, if necessary alone. At any rate, that is what we are going to try to do. That is the resolve of His Majesty's government, every man of them. That is the will of Parliament and the nation. The British Empire and the French Republic, linked together in their cause and in their need, will defend to the death their native soil, aiding each other like good comrades to the utmost of their strength. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight in France. We shall fight on the seas and oceans. We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall defend our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. And if, which I do not for a moment believe, this island or a large part of it were subjugated and starving, then our empire beyond the seas, armed and guarded by the British fleet, would carry on the struggle until in God's good time the new world, with all its power and might, steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of the old.